Keep it in the bag. <laughs> Keep it in the bag. All right. Well, um, we're, we're doing an Easter drive for the church so that we can uh, build up attendance. And this is not just for Easter. This is to keep people coming. And that's what a, any attendance drive is about. It's not just saying, well, we had, uh, you know, one person said, we had 200 people at Easter time. And uh, then they went right back to their 50 the next Sunday. We want to keep people. We want people to come. If kids can come on Easter Sunday to do activities, they can come on the next Sunday, and they'll have something fun in Sunday school for them to do. So let's keep bringing the kids to Sunday school and see what the Lord has in store. And I believe somebody's going to have to go get our praise team and uh, bring them in and tell them enough's enough. Somebody's got good legs. Get up and go. Tell them we're ready. We're going to play that interlude music there. Psalms 117, verse number 1. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord. Everybody say the truth of the Lord. Truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. I want to do the five minutes with Timothy since uh, both our five minutes with Timothy guys are out. I want you to understand that when it says praise the Lord, that is noise. That is noise. It said for all nations to praise him. But it also said praise him all ye people. So we understand that we are to praise him. And it is because of verse number 2 that we praise Him. If you ain't got nothing to praise the Lord about, here's why we praise Him. You might say, why do you want to praise Him when things is bad? Why do you want to praise Him when things are going sour? I want to tell you why. His merciful kindness is great toward us. Somebody give a praise unto the Lord. His merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord, the truth of the Lord endureth forever. He's not just a God of five weeks. He's not just a God of a month or two. 
He's not just a God that shows up at Easter or some other time. He's a God of always, all time. Look at somebody and say, the truth of God endures forever. The truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. When somebody says praise the Lord, let's lift our voice right now with a hallelujah, a glory to God, and clap your hands mightily unto our God as they lead us in worship. Come on, keep praising, keep praising. Could not get past my blame until he called my name. I'm so glad he changed me. Darkness held me down, but Jesus pulled me out. I'm no longer found. I'm so glad he changed me. See, I'm now a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, there's new life. I live by faith, not by
the Lord a mighty hand. Praise the Lord. We have several requests for prayer that we had mentioned before. Let's remember uh, Sister Tennille and all of her family, James Blankenship family, Ruby Lester, and the Caleb DeBarge family. Let's remember all of those that need a touch of healing. And if you have a prayer request you'd like to make known by the raising of your hand, the Lord sees that. He knows what that represents. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. You're so good to us. You bless us to be here today, but there are many today who are not able to be here due to sickness and disease that has racked their bodies. I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing to them. I pray, Lord, that as they begin to pray this morning and reach out to you, that you will respond to their prayers. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one in the sanctuary that raised their hand. You know their needs and their situations. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. Yes. I've seen miracles my mind can comprehend. There is beauty in what I can't understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. You're the wonder working God. All the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. You're the wonder working God. And you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see. You're too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. I can't resurrect a man with my own hands, but just the mention of your name can raise the dead. So all the glory to the only one who can. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. I believe you're the wonder working God. You're the wonder working God. All the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. You're the wonder working God. And you heal because you love. All the miracles I've seen. You're too good to not believe, too good to not believe, too good to not believe. After everything I've seen, you're too good to not believe, too good to not
disappear We've seen broken bodies healed Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen real life resurrection We've seen mental health restored Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen families reunited We've seen prodigals return Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen troubled souls delivered We've seen addicts finally free Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen cancer disappear We've seen broken bodies healed Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen real life resurrection We've seen mental health restored Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen families reunited We've seen prodigals return Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it the Lord blesses you, and I know that he will continue to bless you because you're obedient to the word of the Lord. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give in the offering. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we give, that you will take what we give, and you will multiply it and use it. Use it in missions. Use it for building programs. Use it, Lord, to get glory. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Jesus. 
know the author of tomorrow has ordered my day. Oh, yes, he has. So this is my story. And this is my song. I'm praising my risen King and Savior all the day.
Hallelujah. Brother Keith's getting ready. Let's keep our mind on worshiping the Lord. A lot of distractions going on right now that don't need to go on. This church is not a church of distractions. It's a church of worship and praise. Amen. So if you see a distraction start to happen, help curb it. Help take care of it. That's, we don't want people to leave. We just want to control what happens right here. Right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, brother. Brother Keith, if you feel like singing, sing. If you don't, I'll go straight into the Word because we're we're about that far from doing nothing. So go ahead. I had an old song on my mind again. If you really want Jesus. No, you don't. This goes along with the other song that we had. It's an old song. I'm going to change keys.
any of the burdens that we all face and carry is simply because we don't take it to the Lord in prayer. The devil has not wanted this service to do anything today. It's not just now. From the very beginning, there was hindrances. We came this morning, none of the instruments would work. Instruments of praise could not go forth. And then we got figuring everything, did nothing, touched nothing, and all of a sudden as I'm walking out, the balcony, it comes on. Explain that to me other than the Lord said we need some instruments of praise today. Amen. And then, of course, uh, we practiced and got a new song and all these things. And everything went smooth during practice once we got our praise instruments, uh, praise of instruments or instruments of praise in, in gear. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, we're missing some folks. And uh, things just start being discombobulated. Right? Um, it's sometimes hard to change a song set in the middle of a song set. Uh, so we had to continue on with the songs we had. Um, and we, we struggled. Look at somebody and say, we struggled. But that's okay. That's okay. We put forth the effort to the Lord. That's all that matters. David sang songs that didn't even rhyme. He wrote songs that had nothing to do with anything else but giving praise unto God. Amen. And uh, I, I swear where we want to go today, but it's not with David. Sometimes people think that David is the one that um, wrote every psalm. If they think they're reading in the book of Psalms, they're reading from David's writings. It's not true. There's another song leader called Asaph. Asaph was also a psalmist. He was also a person who praised the Lord. And he started out, and we're going to find out that he didn't start out where he ended up. A lot of people want a microphone and want to be seen, but we got to learn how to praise the Lord individually. We got to know how to lift him up at home. We got to know that when we come to church, we ain't experiencing something new we're feeling what we felt all week long amen somebody give a praise unto the Lord hallelujah I give brother Keith the option to sing and or to just turn it over and he sung and I'm glad he did because uh, you know sometimes we bear grief and sorrow but unnecessarily this church is a church of praise this church is a church of worship this church is not a church that's going to be uh, you know bound by distractions or anything around us I'm, I'm trying to help us right now when when you see a new mother needing help help her don't just stand there and watch things happen. Help her. You are a helper of the Lord. If you see something out of order, help someone. Right? 
And somebody's going to say, no, I ain't getting into that. Well, you might as well sit down now because you ain't, you ain't called of God to do anything. You're called to keep order in the house of God. You're called to give worship in the house of God. You are called to give honor unto the one that called you out of your miserable sins and set your feet on a solid rock. Right? Somebody say, he's going to preach. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 73, verse 16, 17. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. A lot of people's out sick. If you see empty pews, some people sick. Some people have uh, been sick. And uh, just a lot of stuff going on in flus and COVID. And it's on the rise. It's on the rise. And uh, so uh, we're not shutting the church down, though. we still going to have church regardless. That's why when I come to the house of the Lord, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. If we, have, if we have six praise team singers or one. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Maybe we'll get something from this day. I don't think this is a, uh, just something that happened. I think this is orchestrated of the Lord. Psalm 73, verse 16 and 17. This is a uh, psalm of Asaph. And uh, I want to read it. And many may have looked at that and said, well, that, that is a psalm of David. But uh, if you go to the first of the chapter, it says a psalm of Asaph. Everybody say Asaph. Asaph. Uh, he started out in 73 just talking about truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. How many believes God's good to you? Amen. Amen. God is good to you. Verse 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Have you ever thought about Asaph, a psalmist? How did he get to be a psalmist? How did he get where he was? He didn't just show up one day and say, I'm a singer, I want to sing. We're going to see the journey of Asaph of how he became one of the greatest psalmists, songwriters, and leaders of his day. We got to learn how to be leaders. I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want to just speak to us the promoting power of worship. Look at somebody and say, the promoting power of worship. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. I thank you, Lord, because you're God of all and you're God of everything. You will take control of this service. You will take control of this message. Lord, I pray that we will respond to you with praise and worship as we should. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we have gathered here today that we will lift up your name higher than we ever have, that we will rejoice in our salvation greater than we ever have, and that we will worship you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand. And you may be seated. 
Have you ever really thought about how people get where they are? Some people say, well, it's who they know. Some others say, well, it's because they have a position in life or they have money or they have connections. But I believe that when we look at the Word of God, the Word of God to me, I have never read where connections got you anything other than a connection to the Lord. When you get connected to the Lord, there are things that will happen in your life that will never happen anywhere else. We find that Asaph is a prime example of what happens when you become a simple, submissive saint of God. We find that we learn as looking at Asaph that we're aware that he was a songwriter, a singer, a worshiper. And usually this is where we stop, but how did he get to where he was a singer? How did he get to where he was a worshiper? He wasn't born a worshiper. He wasn't born a singer. He wasn't born a songwriter. He had to come through the promotion of worship. He had to come through the promotion of doing more than sitting on a pew. He had to learn to worship at an early age. He had to learn to submit to authority. He had to learn to submit to those over him. And that's how he started his journey to be a songwriter. Nobody is born a songwriter. They learn to write songs. Nobody is a praiser. They learn to praise. That's why our young people need to learn more about praise than they do eating Cheerios on the pew. We need to teach our young people this is what we do when we're in the house of God. This is what we do at home. This is what we do in the car. We worship God. Now, I know, I know this is probably strange to a lot of people, but Asaph was not born a worshiper or a songwriter. Asaph was a Levite, and he started working for David, King David, as a recorder. If you go, and they will bring up 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 18 on the screen you will see a little bit about Asaph in 2 Kings 18 and 18. And when they had called the king to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, and everybody say the recorder. Sometimes we just look at Asaph as being nothing more than a note taker. Sometimes we got to learn to take notes in church. Not send notes, but take notes. What did the Word speak to me today? What did the Word do for me today? What was it that was in the Word that sparked something in me to make me want to run this race and finish my course? What was it in the Word that began to make me believe that my family can be saved and my loved ones can be saved? What was in the Word? Oh, we talk about what was in the praise and the worship, but Asaph is not a worshiper here. He is simply a note taker, 
a recorder. He is the secretary. He's recording things, taking notes. Kings and, and kingdoms did not have what we have today as we got software that does our bookkeeping. We got internet that we do our stuff through and send emails and all that to people. Asaph did ha did have, didn't have any of that. But King David used Asaph as the one to write things and then to record it and put it either in files or to other people. Asaph was a note taker. I'm going to help us. It's more Bible study than Sunday worship service. But we're going to find why Asaph, Asaph became a worshiper. We're going to see how worship promoted him. We find that he is a recorder. Some of us need to learn how to take notes of the preaching. I'm going to tell you a little story. The television broadcast that we have. There was a woman that I met and I didn't know who she was. And she said, I want to tell you something. My mama's dead now. And we went through her stuff and I found a notebook of every Sunday morning your messages she took notes. She wasn't apostolic. She wasn't part of this church. But yet she was. Because she took notes of the things that was preached. Some of us need to get our pads out. Get your legal pad out instead of your iPad. Get a notepad and begin to take some notes of what's being preached. So when you go home, you lay it down and you say, you know what, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to believe that for the rest of the week. I'm going to hold on to that scripture because it blessed me. Asaph, you're just a recorder. Hang on. I'm going to be more. The devil's telling some right now, you're just the church cleaner. You're, you're just the deacon. You're just the, the person that goes and, and rounds up the kids when they need you to round them up. You're just a Sunday school teacher. I'm going to tell you what the devil's doing. He's telling you that if you don't worship, then, then you're just this. You're just what you are. But I want to tell you something. What the devil is, he's a liar. And I'm going to tell you, I believe there's some worshipers in the house. I'm going to tell you, I believe there's some true worshipers of God. They that worship him in spirit and in truth. I believe there's some true worshipers. Worship has the power to promote you to heavenly things. You say, I want to do more. I want to be bigger. I want to have a bigger title. I can give you a title that reaches from that wall to that wall, but that don't mean a thing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I know our young ministers ain't here to hear it, but they'll hear it because y'all tell them. I'm going to tell you something. Young ministers are going to have to learn how to take notes, be worshipers, because I'm going to tell you something. If you can't worship, don't get in front of me and try to tell me to worship. Right? Are you saying they ain't worshipers? I ain't saying nothing but the truth. We've got to be worshipers. Worship promotes you. Oh, I'd like to be this pastor in the church. I'd like to have this title. I'd like to have that title. Well, great. Hallelujah, you got a desire to do something. But you got to be a worshiper because a worshiper of God promotes you. 
Let me tell you something. It's good stuff right here. You don't put anybody in Sunday school class that's not a worshiper. If they can't worship in front of the kids in Sunday school, they need jerked out so quick it makes their head swim. And the extra rooms upstairs ain't for teachers that ain't got a class that day. The sanctuary is for the teachers that ain't got a class that day. It's not a hiding spot, a, a, a timeout time. It's not a place you go to just gather just to do something. Worshippers want to be in the midst of worship. They want where the action is. I never went to a concert and wanted to be the main back, the last person in and look and say, boy, they're having a good time up there. I wanted in the midst of it. You know why? Because I wanted involved in what was the excitement, the joy, the exuberance that was going on. You know why I come to church and I lift my hands? Not because I ain't got nothing else to do, forget the chords and can't play the bass. I'm going to tell you why I lift my hand. My God is worthy of worship. Is there any worshipers in the house? Are there any worshipers in the house? Worship has the power to promote you. I've seen people who were just pew sitters become worshipers. And the next thing you know, they're altar workers. And the next thing you know, they want to be Sunday school teachers. And the next thing you know, they want to be leaders. And the next thing you know, they want to be in the praise team. You don't just get up and say, I want to sing. Show me your praise before you ever grab a microphone. Show me your praise before you ever preach your first message. Show me your praise before you ever do anything. You'll never be anything unless you are a worshiper. Worship, worship. We're aware of a worshiper named Asaph. He started out as a recorder. He recorded the prophetic words spoken from the singers of Israel who lifted their voice in the song at the tabernacle of David. He recorded the songs. He may have recorded legal documents for the king, but he also recorded songs. He distingu he's distinguished as someone who took notes. It was good enough that he wanted to remember it. You know, I was talking to someone and I asked them, I said, how do you memorize scripture? And they said, I write it down. Because everything you write or note take, you remember. If you take time to write it, I urge everybody to do this. Write the Bible. And you say, "Woo, that takes years and years and years. We'll get started now. You ain't got much time. Open up Genesis. Start with Genesis 1 and 1 and write that down and look at it and study it. And you'll know who God is. Worshippers know who God is. Ah... I'm going to help some of us. He graduated, Asaph did, to being a minister. And if you'll bring up 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 37. He graduated to a higher position because he's a worshiper. He's a note taker, but he still is a worshiper. He, I don't think he's just taking notes while they're praising and singing songs. I think he's taking them and he's going, woo, 
and he, he take notes and he's worshiping too. But look at what First Chronicles says. If I could take a moment here. First Chronicles, and I'm going to go to chapter 16. Somebody say chapter 16. And somebody say he's going not only chapter 16, he's going verse 37. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Who? Say it loud. Don't ever whisper anything. Say it loud. If you can't be louder than the kids, your praise ain't loud enough. Some of y'all, oh, I'm nervous. He's going to call my little kid out by name. No, I'm going to tell you, if you ain't louder than that kid, something's wrong with your praise. I won't be long. <laughs> Last time I said that was an hour and a half. Hour and 15 minutes, I'm sorry. Hour and 15 minutes. I won't be long. We... Cannot start out with recognition unless we're willing to submit to worshiping the one true God. Nobody calls anybody to a position that's not a worshiper. And they take people out of positions that quit worshiping. So your reaction in the house of God determines what you get to do in the house of God. If you want to be a Sunday school teacher, be the biggest worshiper in the house. Kids need to see their Sunday school teacher worship. Now, I think this is interesting. Before becoming a psalmist, now we see him ministering before the ark. We see that Asaph and his brethren... To minister before the ark continually as every day's work required. If you're not willing to work in the church, you'll never be a worshiper in the church. You ought to scrub a toilet every now and then. I know that ain't getting nothing, but I'm going to tell you something. Some people are going to die and go to hell because they can't worship. And they won't get involved in church enough to do anything. I'm saved and you just have to deal with it, Pastor. Well, big deal. I'll deal with it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If we quit worshiping, we're going to be one dead church. If we quit worshiping and working in the church, this church is going nowhere quick. You ought to ask somebody that cleans the church every now and then, where, where do you keep the Santa flush? Where do you keep the toilet cleanser? I ain't cleaning no toilets. You ain't a worshiper. A worshiper wants to work. Don't just show up at church time and say, I'm going to do this today. You won't see me till next Sunday. You're not a worshiper. Oh, some of y'all getting nervous. That's just telling on yourself. I'm going to take some notes. Any worshipers in the house? You can't freeze me out. I got a jacket on. 
we got to understand something. Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 30. Asaph now, he, he's, he's not just a note taker. He's not just working and ministering before the ark. Now we find him as a, a, a seer, if you will, or a prophet. You'll never become a preacher unless you become a worshiper. All this stuff of I won't worship unless I'm up there preaching and they respond to me. If they respond to somebody else, I sat under that for 16 years. Get jealous because somebody else gets more amens. I'm going to tell you something, church. If you can't worship when somebody's singing and it's not your song... If these musicians can't be happy about somebody else being on their instrument. If, if a preacher can't be happy that somebody else is getting up and preaching the word with anointing. Don't, don't sit on a log. Don't sit on a pew. Don't sit in a corner and do nothing unless you're in the, in the limelight or the spotlight. A worshiper doesn't have to even be in the limelight. A worshiper is a worshiper of one. I don't need a pulpit to worship. I don't need a position to worship. I don't need... I don't need it. So what did Asaph? He becomes a seer now. First Chronicles chapter 25 and verse number 2. He prophesied. And, and, and look at this. This is something very important. Of the sons of Asaph. Then it gives his sons. And then he says, And the sons of Asaph under the hands of Asaph, which prophesied, 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 according to the order of the king. He's teaching his sons, this is what we do. I'd like to help you sometime. When you're sitting there beside your child, grandchild, legal guardian of a child, and you're sitting there and you start clapping your hands, look at them and say, come on, clap your hands. Because they, they'll grow up thinking an iPad is their worship. Ah. They'll think an iPhone is their worship. This is what pastoring is. Say, thank you, pastor. This is what pastoring is. You move from recording to writing songs, working before the ark, and now he is simply just prophesying on harps and cymbals. Notice his progression. He don't start at songwriting, singing, and playing. He don't even write his own songs. He's recording other people's songs. You know what we do 90% of the time? Well, let me back up. You know what we do 99.99% of the time in churches? Sing other people's songs. Somebody ought to have a song in them. Nobody wants to sing my song. Asaph, what are you doing? I'm recording everybody else's song. But you know what? I want to be a worshiper. 
that is able to write songs of my own experience, how I love the Lord, how I want to praise Him, how I want to worship Him. Some of us got to get our own song written. If it's nothing else in our own heart, I want to sing the way He's done for me. I want to sing for what He's done for me. I want to sing because He's been so good. He's good. Somebody say he's good. good. Writing your own song ain't hard. If you can write poetry, you can write a song. That's right. I used to write songs. I've got several songs written. Copyrighted and everything. I don't get millions from it. I don't even think I've seen the first penny from it. But you know what? Those are my songs. To my God. My songs unto him. I believe that sometimes we got to remember that Asaph didn't start out on the top. He started at the bottom and worked his way up. He proved, I want to be a worshiper. Did we come to church today to prove to God we want to be a worshiper? Did, did we show up and say, I come to worship, I've come to praise, I've come to lift up the name of Jesus, or did we just come to be entertained? God help us if we're an audience of entertain, wanting to be entertained. I want to be a worshiper. You see, he even became the choir director along with Himon and Jedithon in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse number 7. He didn't get his break by appearing on American Idol or The Voice. He got his break because he learned how to worship. David the king started noticing his note taker over there. When the praise team was singing. You ought to read your Bible. It's a fascinating book. When the praise team was singing, he was over there taking notes and worshiping. And then he noticed, hey, he's not only taking notes and worshiping, but he also, now he wants to work in the ministry part of the church. So what do you need me to do, pastor? Well, work in front of the ark. Make sure all of the stuff is taken care of. Make sure the service runs like it should. That's Asaph. Somebody look at somebody and say, you look like an Asaph. You got to help pastor. Help these services run like they're supposed to. I was that close to coming off the pulpit to do somebody else's job. Right? Don't get mad at me. I'll preach another hour and 15 minutes. Pipe will just have to wait. We got to learn that if we're going to get promoted, the power of worship promotes us. It gets us out of where we are. I'm just an attender. No, not no more. You're a worshiper. Oh, I just go to Cornerstone. Not no more. You're a worshiper. Oh, I'm just there for today. No, you're a worshiper. You're a worshiper. And all of us start out singing songs that somebody else wrote. I don't care if you want to go back to the old rugged cross or you want to go back to Shall We Gather at the River. It's somebody else's song. But you know what? Asaph said, I'm not satisfied singing somebody else's song. I want to sing my own. I want to sing something that I 
reach down into the depths of my heart and draw out for the Lord. I'll sing you one of my songs sometime. And you'll wonder, who wrote that? They ought to take it and put it back in the archives. But I'll, I'm going to sing you one of my songs one day. He even became the choir director. He didn't get a break by joining a competition. He was not discovered by someone in Hollywood, Nashville. He was discovered by the Lord because the Lord looked down and saw Asaph, the note taker, worshiping. He saw Asaph working before the ark, making sure everything's clean, everything's clear. The ark's got to have a good way, a good path. We got to have a smooth path for the ark. That's why church service should go smooth. We shouldn't have been going through what we was going through earlier. Somebody should have started saying, I'm going to be an Asaph. I'm going to be an Asaph. I'm going to clear the way because the ark of God, the spirit of God has got to move. Right? Spirit of God don't move, ain't nothing happening. He didn't get his songs as a freebie from Starbucks. All y'all can tell y'all don't have the Starbucks app because you get free songs every now and then. <laughs> the psalmist tells us that he was a writer. He was a follower. He noticed what David was doing. And, and you know, there'll never be an Elisha if he's not willing to follow an Elisha, an Elijah, rather. There'll, there'll never be a Joshua if he's not willing to listen to what Moses has got to say. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that love this church. And there's a lot of young ministers that would love to take over this church. But I got to see some worshipers. I got to see somebody that's in for more than just a microphone. More than an amen. Because you know I preach iron 15 minutes without an amen. Think what I could do if you amen me. <laughs> he became the choir director he began to worship he began to write songs and this is the power the promoting power of worship if we today can do one thing and you say I can't, I can't sing I can't write songs I can't play an instrument I'm not a Sunday school teacher I'm none of that stuff I'm just here pastor well you're a worshiper if you will become a worshiper this place is going to transform from just a building with people to a presence so mighty that there won't be room for any sin. There won't be room for any sinful thoughts. There won't be any regrets or anything that would grab somebody's attention or disturb somebody. If we would just become worshipers, all of a sudden the transformation in this house would be one from just the air that's moving through the air to the presence of God moving in this place. Somebody might get the Holy Ghost. Somebody might repent. Somebody might get something they need if we will be worshipers. Amen. Amen. Amen.
preach it, pastor. We got to be worshipers. Let's stand. If we're not worshipers, we'll never be an Asaph. We think of David. David didn't start out as a giant killer. David didn't start out as a king. He started out as just a little shepherd boy watching sheep. But while he was there, he began to write songs and worship. And I'm pretty sure if we could have heard the voice of God, God would have said, that little shepherd boy is going to be a giant slayer. Then he's going to be the king. And then he's going to have followers that everybody else calls rejects. And he's going to take what he gets and he's going to lead a mighty army. I'm going to tear down the Philistines. I'm going to tear down the enemy. Nothing's going to be able to stop them because they're worshipers. I'd like to help us right now. Nothing can stop a worshiper. Nothing can stop a worshiper. You don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. I don't have to know. Nothing stops a worshiper. Pastor, I'm going through this. I, I'm fearful. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm up against the wall. Be a worshiper. Job lost everything he had, but he learned how to worship. I love reading the Bible. It's a fascinating book. But I will tell you this. Job lost his family, his wealth, and everything but his wife. And then all of a sudden she says, curse God and die. And he said, why? And so he rips his garment. He shaves his head. He falls to the ground. And what? That's it. We got to learn how to worship. Good times. Oh, I'm glad everything's going good. Skip to the loo, my darling. Let's worship. When things are falling apart and your life's a mess and your marriage is a mess and your family's a mess, worship. No, but time out. We don't believe that. If we really believed worship transformed us, we'd be worshiping right now. I wouldn't have to ask you. I wouldn't have to try to coax you. I wouldn't have to try to invite you. You would say, I know how to get out of my mess right now. I know how to get through my situation. The pastor just gave me a word that's going to help me get through my valley. I'm going, I'm going to worship. When I feel like giving up, worship. When you feel like I'm not going to be dedicated, worship. When you feel like they don't need me, worship. I just want you to know this title I wrote down, and I believe it to be true. It is simply the promoting power of worship. It promotes you. Anybody here need a promotion? Anybody here tired of the devil messing around with you? Anybody here tired of feeling good at church, going home and facing hell and high water? Is, 
Is anybody here tired of coming to church and feeling the presence of the Lord? And then when you go home, nothing. The same thing that brings the presence of the Lord here is the same thing that brings the presence of the Lord in your home. Learn how to worship. Right now, I'm going to give you five minutes to worship. Five minutes. I guarantee you'll get through. I guarantee you'll be promoted. 